Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. First, I want to talk about what's going on in our tourist part of the province, which, of course, the Rocky Mountains is the biggest part of the tourism sector in Alberta, for sure. And the May long weekend marks the unofficial start of summer and the unofficial start of tourism season, I would think. Rocky Mountains, they're doing what they can to get ready, but they've got some issues. Staffing. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of available jobs in Banff and in Canmore and in Lake Louise right now, hundreds, thousands of jobs vacant. And they need the staff. So to tell us what's going on, we're going to get into a conversation now with Wanda Bogdane, who is the Director of Communications and Stakeholder and Engagement at Banff and Lake Louise Hospitality Association. Wanda, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Good morning, Shay. How are you? Excellent. Thanks so much. Um, give us an idea. Just what, what is the situation right now when it comes to staffing levels? I mean, really thousands and thousands of jobs left open? Yeah, it's a really complex situation. I mean, there's a number of variables going on between uh, some of our foreign workers who just did not return after the exodus of spring of 2020. Um, Of course, there's some folks who are just choosing to not work more than one job. Um, Others have moved into other sectors that they found of more interest or or being closer to family, given some of the, you know, values-based decisions we had to make during the pandemic. So there's not just a a one-off answer to what's going on. And we're also seeing, um, you know, a staffing shortage globally across Mm. multiple sectors. It's not just unique to tourism. No, it's certainly not. We've talked about it with many different sectors all across the province and the country. You're absolutely right. Um, So what does it mean for business owners in Banff and in Canmore and places like that right now? What, what, What kind of action are they having to take to try and make it through? Yeah, you know... It's individual, business to business, but uh, generally speaking, we see some of the service um, availability being cut back. That could be days per week or hours per day, um, tables per venue, or, you know, even sometimes like the number of beds being available in a hotel. But um, the great thing is, is that they're retaining their service standards. It's just that that will be scaled back according to the number of staff that they have. Um, I know when I've gone to Banff, especially in the summer, um, the person uh, working at the bar or the restaurant is quite often not from Canada. There's a lot of Australians there. There's a lot of people that come just to work there. Um, So does that fit the temporary foreign workers or uh, having people come from other places to work in Banff? Is is there some change there that's causing issues? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you may have heard the recent um, announcements from the government of Canada with regards to temporary foreign workers. And some of those are are great, but they won't assist us for the summer. The real challenge is that there are two different departments who are impacting what's happening with our immigration backlog. So Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship Canada, or IRCC, they process the work permits and permanent residence applications. That's where the big backlog is. There's currently more than 2 million applications waiting on decisions with unknown turnaround times. So that's actually where that piece of that complex scenario that I'd explained is really holding up our our local employers. But like you say, I mean, the help is coming, but not, not soon enough. I mean, you need this now. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. 
in terms of wages. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Um, what's the situation there? I imagine, you know, when you're in a position where you're having so much trouble getting people to come to work, that wages must be sky high as well, right? Yeah, those have been moving up for sure over a number of years. And uh, I'd say they're at an all-time high right now. And um, it depends, again, on the operation. You know, some of the smaller um, operators just maybe don't have as much leeway, but I've certainly seen a general increase across the board, no matter what type of role. The other thing that we see is the type of perks that are being offered. Um, you know, a lot of folks may not know, but there's uh, there's a lot of housing that gets tethered to positions in Banff and Lake Louise. So it's quite a desirable piece when you can find those employers who are giving you meal plans, they're giving you either very significantly discounted or provided staff accommodation. And then there's also other perks that you can look at around the lifestyle side because a lot of folks come to work in the mountains because of all of the different activities that you can do. Well, that's the thing. Like when I was growing up, I knew a couple of guys who went there and worked as short order cooks or servers or whatever, just because it was, it was a great place to spend your summer and, 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 and work a job. I mean, is, it, does that not happen? Do you not have kids from all over Alberta that get out of school and head to the mountains to work for the summer? We do. We have Albertan students. We've got, you know, students from the East as well coming, just not at the same volume. Yeah, okay. Um, in terms of the changes on that, a lot of students that, you know, that I know personally, at least, they actually do school through the summer. My niece, my nephew, they studied all year round. So a lot of those students aren't moving away like they used to just because some of the programs have changed. But I also think that uh, Canadians in general don't always have an interest in doing service-based positions at this point. They've, you know, through school or through, I guess, support and discussions with their parents or looking at other career paths. But the reality is, is careers exist in the tourism sector and they are plentiful. So what, um, you know, if you're, if you're going camping in Tunnel Mountain or you're going to stay at the Springs, wherever you may be spending some summertime in the Rockies, what can you expect as a tourist? Is it going to be dramatically different than, say, five years ago? Well, I mean, the most important thing you can do when you come to the mountains is to plan ahead. And I think that's always been the case just before, you know, there may not have been as many of, ex- you know, of, of the uh, array of experiences that are seeing constraints as we are now. So um, plan ahead, whether that's with Parks Canada and campgrounds, we know that there are um, restrictions or I guess limitations is a better word on the number of, let's say, campsites available, um, you know, 
obviously there's going to be a certain number of parking stalls available. So all for all of those different reasons, you want to plan ahead. Same thing goes with our local experiences. And um, connecting in with the Visitor Information Centre with Banff and Lake Louise Tourism is a really great one-stop shop. If they're looking to see, okay, how are things looking next weekend? Are there any experiences that are booked out or that have availability? Connecting in with um, with those types of resources will be really, really key for visitors. And even our, our regional visitors. Because our regional visitors, they know the lay of the land. They don't always think about having to connect in with tourism services. Yeah. But right now, it's a good time to do that because, you know, things have changed and we don't want anyone surprised. We want everyone to be able to have as much fun as they've always had there. Yeah. So pack your patience more than anything else in some cases. Yeah. And just, just being a little bit more prepared than what yeah. you're used to. Yeah. Um, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I have to do this all the time myself if I'm going even into, you know, one of the other parts of the park. And it's, it's just kind of the way that we roll right now. Yeah. Yeah. Times have certainly changed. Wanda, thanks so much for joining us this morning. I really appreciate your time.